Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. This episode features Terry Zimmer. What a wonderful bunch. <laughs> whenever, I, whenever I get up, I see, I look at the young people first. All the ones in the back. I'll get to my introduction of who I am later. Because it's about the young people. But it reminds me, when I look at the young people, it reminds me today of my favorite hymn. My most favorite hymn. As if I were a butterfly. Yeah. And it, as if I, and I'm not sure how it goes, but you should know because I, it's my favorite hymn. But if I was a fuzzy wuzzy bear, I thank the Lord for my fuzzy wuzzy hair. And that's good. Good for the bear to be thankful. But I just thank the Lord for making me me. You young people sing that song. I thank the Lord for making me me and really mean it. It took me a long time to really thank the Lord making me me because I had a rough past. I made some mistakes and hard on myself. But I thank the Lord today for making me me. You know, I say you can die and come back again. I'd come back as me again. (laughs) That would be my choice. Because I am so thankful. And I tell you another thing, I'd have the same wife Anyway, I am uh, Terry Zimmer from Hinton, Alberta, Canada. That's who I am. Live in the mountains, bit of a hillbilly. Uh, You know, but the main thing that I am is I'm a Christian. That's who I am. A child of God. That's who I am. That's what I identify as. I was reading this uh, verse the other day. It said, Then Barnabas went, this is Acts 11, 25-26. Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. And it says here, this is the line that really got me. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. And when I read that, I thought, what happened there? That all of a sudden, they were called Christians there. What did God reveal to them there? Now, when they were called Christians, that wasn't just some name of a religion. We know that our Lord wasn't starting a religion. He was starting a relationship. (laughs) But something happened there that they recognized. You see, Jesus was Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ. Jesus the Anointed One. And now this, we were being called the Little Anointed Ones. We were taking that. So something was revealed to them. And, and anyway, I got thinking on that, thinking on that. And so I want you to think on that. Because I never really thought the whole thing out. But I know God was showing me something there. We are little anointed ones. We are Christ. Anyway. That is who I am. A Christian. Anointed one. Have that living Christ in me. I... I asked Jesus into my heart, and He came into my heart. My, I, 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 my first relationship with the Lord was rough. We fought a lot, and uh, He rebuked me a lot <laughs> in a loving way. But, but I remember saying to Him, you know, and He said, "Terry, when when you asked me into your heart, where do you think I went?" And and where I was, I was in this little room at that time, and in. In the corner was a box. There <laughs> had to be a little box in that corner. He said, do you think I went into that box? So straight with me. He says, no. When you asked me into your heart, I went into your heart. And now I am embedded there forever. I had an experience three years ago where I ended up in the hospital. And it was a rough experience. And it was a great experience. But I'll just fill in a little bit. I had a headache, and then I had a worse headache, and then about three days I was on the floor. And they, they sent me into the city. I live in a small town, and they, they sent me into the city to the experts, I guess by ambulance, sent me to Edmonton. And, and Brenda phoned Daryl in, in Edmonton and says, Terry's on his way to visit you, <laughs> uh, but you got to see him at the hospital. And so Daryl's brother-in-law, Paul Amundsen, was with him at the time. So, so the two of them, what a blessing it was when they rushed me into the emergency there that the two of them were there. And they, they put me into a scanner to check my head, see what the problem was, and they said, you have bleeding in your brain. And he said, we could lose you. I thought, oh, well, you know, okay. <laughs> what do you do? You know, you, 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 the first thing you do is you call out to God, because he's there waiting for you. <laughs> You'd be silly not to. He's, he's there waiting for you uh, to call on him. And so we called on him. And, and um, then they, they put some dye in me or something, and they tried to get a better picture of what was going on. They shoved me into this thing again, and they come out, and they say, well, there's not bleeding. You have a blood clot in your brain. And then they put me in another ambulance, and... and uh, rushed me into uh, another hospital where they had experts for this type of thing. And, uh, and there I was. My, the blood was going into my head, and it wasn't coming out. So it was a pressure, pressure, pressure. And it was just 
It was killing me is what it was doing. And Brenda come up later. It wasn't long as she was in the hospital room there with me. And, and, and Brenda came to me, and, and I was kind of, you know, not really with it, as you can imagine. But she said, you know, Norma called, and she wants to know if it would be okay for you to, if we put your name on the prayer list, on the global prayer list. And uh, I said, no, don't need that. That's what I said. Yeah. Well, that's what we men are. <laughs> we will get her done ourselves. We're good. I'm good. I was laying there dying. I'm still good. Yeah, that was good. But then God rebuked me for that. You know, that's amazing. I I, I, I read about uh, Peter when he was rebuked. The Lord said to talk to him about that he would die and all these things and in that uh, and what was going to happen to him. And Peter said, "Not over my dead body, you won't. It's not going to happen." And Jesus rebuked him. And what he said to to um, Peter, well, first he straightened the devil out. Right? He said, get behind me, Satan. You see, Satan was interfering with his thinking. Satan was interfering with the Peter's thinking. And I can relate to that. Because I, if I was Peter, I'd say the same thing. No, we're not going to let that happen. He said, get behind me, Satan. He said, you're, then he said to Peter, he said, you're thinking with a natural mind, natural human thoughts. Well, sure he was, because that's who he was. But anyway, I just want to put that in there to let you know that I'm not the only one God rebuked. <laughs> There's one other guy. And none of you, but me and Peter. <laughs> so I said, no, Brandon, no. And God said to me, just boom. Your thinking is wrong. Wrong. But the next thing he said to me floored me. He said, this is not about you. Yeah. Huh. Not about me. It's my head. It's about ready to explode. But when you know when God speaks to you, it's, it's just so clear. And I knew. My eyes were open there. It wasn't about me. Well, what was it about? It's not about me. Um, so anyway, it said, your thinking is wrong. This is not about you. You know, when you have a problem, you might have a sickness. You might have 
financial problem. You might have this. And you go, oh, me, me, me. It's not about you, because I'm going to tell you, it's not about you. God has got a plan that is so much bigger than us. He, that, that is not, it wasn't about me there. It was about the kingdom of God. And I don't understand it all. I don't understand it. So I'm just throwing this, some stuff to you that I don't understand. But I want us to understand, and God wants us to understand, how we, how we fit in. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about the body of Christ. It's about the bride coming to its, its perfection. That's what it's about, us being here right now. It's not about you. God's, you know, you'll be okay. But God has a bigger plan. But then this verse came to me right afterwards. You know, and, and when, when God said, your thinking is wrong, I wonder if he said first, Satan, get behind me. And I didn't hear that part. But I wouldn't doubt he said that. I wouldn't doubt he said, Satan, get behind me, and then directed his, uh, to me. And said, your thinking is wrong. Because you see, I was thinking with the natural mind. And I, was, and, because, and I was being interfered by the devil. Has that ever happened to you? And then this verse came so clear. And I'm going to read it. 1 Corinthians 11.28 Where it talks... Uh, it says, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. Verse 30, that is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. Because you do not discern the body of Christ. And that was just made so clear. What I was saying, I don't need them. And God said, that thinking is wrong. We're one. We're, 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 we can't survive without every ligament supplied and we are one. And I was on my own. And he said, because of that, Terry, many are sick. We don't like to be sick. So we've we got to really try to understand what God is saying here, because I don't like to be sick. So I want to dig into this. There's another verse that I'm going to want to read here. In Matthew 13, 53. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogues, and they were amazed. Where, where did this man get this wisdom Where and these miracle powers? 55. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James and Joseph, Simon and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? 
Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense to him. It's 57. It says, and they took offense to him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town. He says he's not honored in his own town. Fifty-eight. And he did not many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Okay. His, so what I read there is because they didn't re- they recognize the Christ in him. His ministry, even Jesus' ministry was limited. There was very little he could do there. His ministry didn't flourish there. It was limited because they didn't recognize the Christ in him. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? What happens when we do not recognize the Christ in one another? And we're, well, our ministry is limited. Because in Luke 4, 40, it says, Now uh, when the sun was setting, as they that had any sick uh, with, uh, with uh, diseases brought, or brought to them, unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. That was the difference when they recognized the Christ in him. I think we should be recognizing the Christ in one another. I think we should be seeing each other as God sees us. When he sees you, he sees himself in you. When he sees you, I'll tell the other half that. When he sees you, he sees himself in you. We we need to see that in one another. We need to see the Christ in one another. And I'll know our ministries. There will be a lot more healing. There will be a lot more healing. But when you look at me and you say, Who is that mountain man from Hinton? He's just Tony's boy. And he, Tony, was a goofball. We know that. We are limiting. But when you look up here and you see the Christ in me, it's a different story. And I have to recognize that in myself. Some of these ones have prayed for, we prayed for a young girl. Last night, go home knowing you're a child of God and Christ is in you. Go home knowing that. And, and know when you walk in, in with your friends and, and wherever you go that the living water flows out from you because you are a Christian. That's what a Christian is. Someone that has the Spirit of God in them and it flows out from them because they are in the vine. I... As, I, I heard someone talking about that vine, the branch and the vine, and the fruit 
came, if they abided in the vine. See, I'm thinking because i got to get this straight. So I went and looked at a tree one day. And I looked at that branch in the vine. I thought, what are you doing there, branch? You look like you're doing nothing. I wasn't doing nothing. Abiding in the vine. But you know what was coming out of it? Fruit. It just automatically comes in when you abide in the vine. Oh, i got to be doing this, i got to be doing that, i got to be running around in circles. No, you don't. You have to abide in the vine, and that fruit will come. I mean, it's a sad story, because the branch wasn't able to eat of its own fruit. But others, others, like Brother Seaman says, the kingdom of heaven is about others. I'm going to be okay. Because you know how I know that? Because God says he's going to look at you. He says, don't worry, Terry, about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. You're going to be fine. So you've got all kinds of time to concentrate on others. Yeah. Because you're going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. How can I help you? How can I minister to you? Let us minister one to another. Let us not worry about ourselves, because we're going to be okay. God's got that all taken care of. Amen? Amen. Now, I, I know I had a big thing here to talk about, but it's gone now. So. Gone completely. You know, there's something there. We need to enter into. When, when we walked out uh, of this building last night, you know what I saw? Unity. I don't know if you saw that. Oneness. Unity. A body moving as one. And that's what God wants to see. That is what God wants to see. There's an, uh, a verse here that you've all read many times. And that is Psalm 133. And I think it's a good time to read Psalm 133. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in Unity. You know, for us to live in unity, we have got to submit one to another. We need to submit to each other. It's not about me, it's about you. <laughs> and you're thinking, no, 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 brother, it's not about me, it's about you. Who's going to lose in that? Scenario. There's no losers. And no one's going to lose. When selfishness comes into play, there's trouble. When selfishness comes into play in a marriage, there's trouble. Love is not self-seeking. Love is about others. 
not self-seeking. Verse 2. It's like precious oil poured down the head, running down the beard, running down Aaron's beard, down the collar, over his robe, running down. That oil is running down. I want you to know that there's oil on your head and it's running down. That oil's on your head. And it's running down and it's running. Oh, God, it's running. You know where it runs? It runs over me. Runs over my wife. Runs over my children. And the ones that they married. It runs over them. It runs over the grandchildren. And it just just runs. And there's no limit on it. There's no end to it. Bathe in it. And, but know it is there. Oh. It's running over us. And it is well able to keep us. It is as a dew a Hermon. We're falling on Mount Zion for there. Now listen to this. Okay, so we are united. We are one. There is no reason. When, when we walked out in that unity. Oh, that's what I saw is this precious unity. We, when we're in that place where God wants us, this is something you're not going to be doing. You're not going to be saying, oh, 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 Lord, please help me. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I got so. Oh, I got problems. You won't be doing that. Because God will command a blessing, a life on His people. He will command it. You are not going to be able to stop it. Here it comes. Oh, here it comes. Life from my God. He's sending us life. Oh, let's run and hide from it. Let's stop it. No, you won't be able to stop it because He's going to command it. You'll never get away from it. You try to get away from it. I've tried. I, I can't. Can't. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I want to be in that place. Let's love one another. Let me tell you something one of the brethren told me. Not one of the more popular ones. And after he said this, I think the, I haven't seen him around, so he might be. But he said, there's a lot of flesh in me. I'll tell you who it is. Because I own one. Wayne Peters, he said. He said, there's there's a lot of flesh in me, he said. He said, and if you want to see it, just poke me with a stick. That's what he said. Is there some flesh left in you? I don't know. There won't be after this week. You know, now i got to remember where I was here. I went to service in Edmonton, and, uh, you know, and it was cold, freezing, freezing cold. Downstairs there where the coat hangers are. And people are coming in and hanging their coats and then going upstairs to the service. So they take their coat off, 
hanging out. I'm watching that. I said, nah, that ain't right. There should be meat hooks there. They should have meat hooks hanging there, and you come and you take your flesh off and whack, and then go up to the meeting. Set my spirit free that I may worship thee. How do you we set us? Ooh, we get rid of the old flesh. Get rid of Terry. Get rid of him. Oh, I want to get rid of him. It just keeps hanging on. But I'm telling you, there will be a day. There will be a day. When you look at me, and I'll look like you. Because Terry's going to be gone. You're going to be gone. We're going to be Christ-like. How long do you want to wait for that? Let's do it today. Let's get rid of it. Let's take that old flesh and... You know, and they're going to come here on, on Monday or Tuesday and they're going to say, what on earth are these meat hangers doing here? They left their flesh here. Silly people. And we're going to be rejoicing. And we're going to be one and God is going to command life on his people. So anyway, I'll talk, see about the meat hooks. But anyway. So he said, poke me with a stick and you will see. And I said, well, I don't really want to see his flesh. I, I don't want to see the carnal. I don't want to see that. What if I wanted to see the Christ in him? What if I want to see the Christ in you, not the flesh? Then what do I poke you with? That's the way we should be thinking. And I thought about that. What am I going to poke you with? The only thing I can think of is to poke you with love. Poke you with kindness. Poke you with forgiveness. Poke you with, with patience and love and kindness and humility. Poke you with those things. Poke you with good manners. Poke you with those things. And I'm going to... And that just comes back. When we treat each other like that. And we're going to see the Christ in one another. So let's be, get rid of them sticks. We don't need to poke each other with sticks. We need to poke each other with love. Kindness. Humility. Forgiveness. So that... And I... now. Don't have to phone Wayne and tell him what I said, because I straightened him out. Already. I talked to him about it already, so it's... But you see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Oh, man. Unity. And everything the enemy seems to be doing is to try to cause division. Why? Well... What does he not want us to enter into? Life. He does not want us to enter into life. So he does every little trick. We have got to learn how to focus on him. You know, I'm focused on him and the enemy says, Oh, look at this, Terry. Look Look at this over here. Look how terrible this is. Look how terrible that is. Look over here. 
No. I'm not going to look where he points for me to look. I'm going to keep my eyes focused on Christ. Don't look there. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh look here. Damn, terrible war, terrible this, terrible that, everything terrible. Look at look at your son, not walking with the Lord. Look at this, look at that. Look at, look at, look at. Oh, hallelujah. I got my eyes focused on Christ. And I'm following Him. I'm following Him today. And when I leave these grounds, I'm going to follow Him. Oh, follow Him. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. And I love Him. But you know something? He loves me. He's not going to let me fall to the wayside. He's not going to let me be harmed. He's not going to let me be hurt. He's not going to let any of these things happen. When I was laying in that hospital, it was, you know, what a wonderful place it was. You know where I was? I, I, in the natural. Don't, don't look at that. But in the spirit, I was in God's hands. Just like that. One time, I was laying there in that bed, and I looked to my left. And Jesus was sitting there. You know what I thought? What a friend. What a friend. And then I looked at the foot of my bed, and there was Brenda sitting there. And I thought, how amazing that the two that I am one with are here with me. The two that I am one with are here in the room with me. You know, I love, I'm a fly fisherman. You know, I love to be on the river, you know, the beautiful river, the clear water, the mounds, the sunshine. I got my fly rod and the fish are biting. And what do I want? I wouldn't have traded anything for being in that hospital bed. Being that just looked like garbage. And then they come and they said, "Terry, looks like you're going to live." <laughs> and my son-in-law says, "Well, what are we going to do with all the egg salad sandwiches that we made?" <laughs> he said, "It looks like you're going to live." You can go. I'm not in no hurry to go. I am in such a wonderful place. I don't want to leave. I was praying with that guy and praying with this guy, and uh, you know, and people were coming out of the woodwork and talking to me about the kingdom, and uh, you know, just, it was just a wonderful place. And I thought of Paul and Silas when they were in prison. You see, and I realized they weren't in prison. They were right there in God's hands. What a wonderful place to be. Oh, saints of God, that's where you are in that trouble that you're going through. You are right there. What a wonderful place to be. Don't be in a hurry to get away. And the, the chains broke and the doors flew open and the guards said... Oh, goodness, they're going to run away. And they said, we ain't going nowhere. 
We ain't going because we're in God's will. That's where we are. In the natural, that doesn't even make sense, man. Make a run for it. <laughs> make a run for it, buddy. And sometimes we're in such a hurry to get away from that thing that God has us going through. Don't be in a hurry. I said, man, I'm such a wonderful place with my Savior in His hands. And that's what they, they, they were not in a hurry to leave. And, and, and that scripture never made sense to me why they wouldn't just... Until I experienced it. Until I experienced it. Oh. You know, when I come out of that hospital, I walked, I never touched the ground for months. Because I had such a wonderful time. You see, I wasn't in a place like I didn't say, okay, Brenda, guess what? I think, you know, I'll go fishing or get a headache and go to the emergency. Well, I think I'll go to the emergency with this headache. See, it wasn't my plan. It was God's plan. It was God working in my life. It was God uh, working and doing what He wanted in my life. It was Him. When I was laying in that bed, it was God with me. But he, and he let me know when he said, this is not about you. This is about something so big and so great. You just don't worry about it. And I didn't. I said, Brenda... Phone Norma back. That's what I said. I said, Norma, or Brandy, phone Norma and you tell her, put my name on that list. And I said, not only that, phone that little Filipino church that we, we meet with every once in a while. Phone them, get them praying. And, and I said, that, the, that couple that we know they're from the Catholic church, we know a couple that love the Lord. I said, you make sure you phone them. And I said, you phone, you phone your parents back on uh, back east. Get them praying. And everyone I could think of. I said, you see, now my thinking changed because I was rebuked by God. And being rebuked by God is a wonderful thing because He sets you strict. And, and so Brenda's okay. And she went, she phoned all these ones, and they began to pray. Prayers. Oh. If someone ever says, you know, I'll pray for you, brother, you say, oh, that's good. Take my name, take me, and take me, and put me before the throne of God any time you want. Any time you be, oh, I don't know what to pray about. Pray for me. <laughs> so now y'all got something to pray about every day, morning, noon, and night. Can you imagine? The Lord says, there, Terry brought before me. 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 
If there ever was anyone that's unworthy, it's me. But yet, there I was before the throne of God. And oh, he just, I got this, he says. Yeah, tremendous. Pray for one another. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. Build one another up. We are there for others, not for ourselves. Ah, we'll be fine. A, a, a young guy worked for me, a Christian, a young Christian guy. He, he had lots of trouble. He was picked on a lot, bullied and picked on. I said to him, I said, you know, the worst that they can do is take you out to the parking lot and beat you to death. That's the worst they can do. Don't worry about it. No biggie. They cannot hurt your soul that has eternal life. They can take you to the parking lot and beat you to death. And you get you there sooner, praise the Lord. And you know, I don't know what... He, he, he struggled and struggled and struggled. But since I told him that, he has not struggled. And he came to me more than once and said, I remember when you told me. But God showed him something there. God showed him something there. Showed him where the real value was, was in the kingdom, not on this earth. That's where we concentrate on. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, I went around in a circle. I don't know if I should go around it again. But God is working in our lives and He's showing us something. And, and, and this is an hour that He's called each one of us for this time. And it's, this time is as important as any other time in history. This time is as important as any. You can read uh, the scriptures of years ago about, you know, Joseph and Daniel and, and uh, Abraham and. Uh, but we're reading about us right now. It's our time. It's our time. And we are as important, and this hour as important as any time. And we're God's children. Oh, don't, just somehow, I just, you know, like we got to know that Christ is in us. In us. In us. Oh, he's in us. <coughs> when you go to visit your neighbor, you're taking that anointing with you. You're taking that anointing with you. When you go to the hospital, visit the sick, you know, I don't know the guy, you know, he's got hoses in his ears and everything. And yeah, he ain't even going to know I'm in there. Why should I go visit him? Because you're bringing that anointing into that room. Yeah. Bringing that anointing in. You, you know, you know, some. I, 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 hate, I don't like to talk about myself, but but this little example is, and it's no different than your examples, no different than your testimonies. But uh, um, a friend of mine, his mother was dying, and I, and, uh, and I go to the hospital, and she won't even know who I am or anything, and she didn't. She was there. 
Good grief. She should have been gone last week, but she's still there. So, but she's tied up to the bed. And she's in anguish, and she's just like this. 90 years old. And I visited with him, and, and with Orrin and his wife, and I couldn't visit with her. She didn't know, know I was there. The nurse come in and give her some, you know, and she's going to tear the nurse apart. So they had to have her t- restrained. I'm old 90-year-old. But anyway, I, what am I going to say to her? Think about it. Me, I'm pretty rough around the edges. You know, I would say, man, you should have been gone last week. You know, I, what am I going to say? It's not me. Because there's an anointing. There's an anointing. Because in Antioch, they were called the anointed ones. So I said, before I leave, I want to pray with your mother. I didn't. But the Christ in me wanted to. The Christ in me. Oh, he's the one where the love comes from. And we're talking about, uh, uh, Daryl is talking about yielding to that, uh, uh, that wind. When it blows. Oh, the flesh is doom, doom, doom. They don't want to pray. She doesn't even know. Oh, we're not yielding to the flesh. Because it's on the meat hook. We're yielding to that wind. And it said, pray with that old lady. I prayed with her and left. Never Never seen. And a few weeks later, she passed. And sometime later... Her son said to me, you know, Terry, after you left, they took those restraints off her and she was in total peace. Yeah. I'm so thankful that he come and told me that because you see, I might not have never known that. What have you done that you don't even know? What have you done that you don't even know? Many things. Many things. When we went out that door, and we we're all standing out there in unity, and, 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 and a couple of cars drove by, what did they see? I have no idea, but God showed them something. We will never know. And so what? It's none of our business. He told Ezekiel, the prophet, he said, I think it was Ezekiel, he said, you tell them (laughs) if they listen or if they don't listen. That's none of your business. They listen or don't listen. We think it's our business. Somehow we got to make it our business. No. He said, you just tell them. You give them the word. You show the kindness that I would put it on your heart. You pray with that old lady. You, you, whatever. You share that basket of cookies with your neighbor. If they throw the cookies in your face or, or if they eat them and say, Oh, those are the best cookies I ever had. Can I have your recipe? Whatever they do, it's not, it doesn't matter. God puts it in your heart, you do it. 
said, if they listen or don't listen. I, 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 that don't matter. That's not up to you. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We are a mighty body. We are the body of Christ. God said, I sent my son. Not into the world to condemn the world. I have not sent my son into the world to condemn the world. But I have sent my son into the world that the world might have life. He has not sent his church into the world to condemn the world. But he has sent his church into the world that the world might have life. Amen. Amen. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.